have a seat, friends. Thanks for being here. I do have a good, quick question for you, though. Who did Jesus die for? Ah, good answers. I like it. Jesus died for you. Yes? D- Jesus died for me. Yes? Jesus died for the people who are not here today. Yes? Jesus died for the people down the street. Yes? Jesus died for the people you don't like. Yes? Good. Jesus died for our enemies, yes? Okay, good. So Jesus died for everyone. Who did Jesus tell us to pray for? Good, did Jesus tell us to pray for you? Yes, yeah, we're still going to do this. For me, your family, friends, your neighbors, your enemies, your church, the campus. Your community? Yes, good job. That's all the answers I need for you guys today. The answer's the same, right? Jesus died for all, and he wants us to pray for all. So, so that means we pray for all within our community. We pray for them by faith. By power in the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what you're invited to embark on with us this week as we continue this 30 days of prayer. If you haven't picked one up yet, there's still time. Prayer journals out there. Pick one up. This week we pray for our community. And that means all of the community. That means all of the people within our community. That even means those within our community that we don't necessarily like or agree with. It doesn't matter. We are to be praying for them. Why? Because Jesus died for them. And they may not know that. So we pray for them that they may know what we know of Jesus and his love. Now, while this may seem hard at times for you and me, it's nothing in comparison to Moses. Moses, you you know him, you just heard a little bit about him in our, our reading from Hebrews. Moses, by faith, was not afraid. That's what stuck out as I read this passage over and over again. Moses, by faith, was not afraid. He was not afraid to do what God asked of him. He was also not worried, he was not afraid of what others thought of him. Daily, By faith, Moses followed the Lord. And he led the people of Israel on a journey. Well, along the way, the people of the community, guess what? They became unhappy. 
They became impatient. They became upset with Moses, upset with God. How do we know that? Numbers. So we're going to start today. We're going to start in the book of Numbers. Kind of odd, right? Book of Numbers. Numbers 21. We're going to start by looking at verses 4 through 6. Numbers 21, beginning with verse 4. It says this, From Mount Or they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around to the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses, saying, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we wove this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many of the people of Israel died. So what do we got going on here? We, we've, we've got these rebellious Israelites who are once again not happy. They're impatient, they're hungry, they're thirsty, they're irritable, and they're outright mean. They yell at Moses. What have you done to us? You're going to kill us out here. We would have been better off in captivity. And then something else kind of interesting happens. God sends these serpents. God sends these snakes. Lots of these poisonous snakes. And these people start to be bit by them. One by one, the bites happen and the people die. Look at verse 7. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, but we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. It just happened here. The community, the, the people saw they were wrong. They, they saw that they had sinned. They said, we thought we were right. We thought our way was better. And, and because of this, we spoke out against you, God. But Moses, please, pray. Moses, pray for us. Pray for us that the Lord might save us. They asked for prayer. Those people, those people who disagreed with Moses, those people who did not like Moses or the way that he was leading, they asked for prayer. So what did Moses do? Did he turn away from them? Did he ignore them? No. By faith. By faith in God, he prayed. Very simple, right? End of verse 7 there. So Moses prayed for the people. He prayed for the people. He was not afraid, and so he prayed. And the Lord heard his 
prayer. Look at verse 8. The Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses prayed, and, and, and God gave him an answer. He gave him this resolution to this massive snake problem. He was to make a, a fiery bronze serpent. And, and not only that, he was to put it on a pole and he was to raise it up into the air. So that whenever any person who was bitten looked up, they would see that serpent and they would live. Now, now, now just take a moment here and put yourself into Moses' place. How, how do you think this would sound? It, it would sound kind of crazy, right? But, but, but here's the thing. I, I love how Moses continues on in his writing here and says that he just did it. It says, Moses made the bronze serpent. And he, he set it on a pole, just like the Lord asked of him. So by faith, by faith in what the Lord said... Moses did it. And he told the people what they needed to do, right? Look at verse 9 there. Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. If a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So if you don't want to die, all you have to do is, is look up at this bronze serpent and you would live. Sounds crazy still, right? But, but this is how God works. Those people sinned, yes? Yeah. And, and they needed a way out. They, they needed a way to be saved. So God came and He said this. He said, there is only one way that you can be saved. There is only one way for you to be saved. And that is by looking at the serpent. Now, God being God had other options, right? He could have ignored the Israelites' plea. He could have let them get what was coming to them, right? He could have held those sins against them and said, well, you better do better next time. But that's not what he and that's because of the love that God has for his people God does not want his people to stay dead he wants them to live so the, the one way that they can survive is by looking at the serpent raised up and when they do they will live. The poison will be gone from their bodies. That's the only way. It's the one way for the Israelite people to be saved. But we need to understand this, guys. It wasn't like power was flowing out from this bronze serpent. It, it, it wasn't like as soon as they looked up and, and saw that, that serpent, that the poison came out of the body and they were healed. No, the healing depended on faith. 
The, the power wasn't in the serpent. The power was in God's word. By faith in God's word. By faith, they would look upon that bronze serpent and live. They would have been overcome by power of this undeserved love of God. All that complaining, all that whining, all that sinning, all that deadly serpents had done to them, they'd be rescued from by God's great love. This undeserved love and forgiveness so freely given by faith. Those who repented, those who believed by faith, received God's salvation by looking to the sign of His mercy in faith. Now, jump ahead a few books to the Gospel of John. John 3. I'm pretty sure you've heard this one before that Greg read. He's probably 99% of us, maybe. John 3, beginning with verse 14. It says this. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through It's the same thing. Undeserved love. One way love. Jesus here is teaching Nicodemus, a well-studied man of the Old Testament, that just like Moses lifted up the serpent, the Son of Man must be lifted up. And we know... That Jesus, of course, is talking about his crucifixion. And so he goes on to say, By faith, whoever believes in him will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Friends, God's love for you is one way. He does not require anything of you to receive His love. And this is totally opposite of everything else we hear. Do this and be loved. Do this and be rewarded. Do this stuff and then Jesus will love you. It's not like that at all. God's love for you is one way. He does not require anything of us. And that's why we call it grace. This is what love truly is. Grace is one-way love. It's not something that we deserve. It's not something that we earn. It's not something simply that we have to work so hard for. It's just a gift given to you to me. It doesn't make demands on us. It doesn't keep score. 
Grace works without requiring anything on our part. Get this. It's not expensive and it's not cheap. It's free. It's free. This is deep and this is intense. And you told me at the beginning of our message that this is for who? Everyone. Everyone in this building. Everyone in this community. Everyone in this world. Friends, to be saved, all you have to do is look to the cross and believe. By the power of the Holy Spirit, believe. Just like the Israelites looked at the serpent and by faith believed in God's word and were healed from the poisonous bites, we too just need to look at the cross of Jesus and believe. And we will be healed of sin, of death, of destruction that we bring upon ourselves. We will be saved. Everyone, friends, everyone who looks upon the cross in faith is saved. God's gift given through Christ right to you, right to me, and out to others. That's why we need to be in prayer for our community. Because, believe it or not, many people don't know. Many people believe in themselves. They have faith in what they can do. But it fails. Faith in yourself, faith in someone else, faith in something fails every single time. And that's what makes the book, this holy Bible that God has given to us so amazing. Because cover to cover, it tells us that we can't do it on our own. We fail, yet every time God picks us up. We sin, yet God forgives us. We hurt others, yet God loves us. It's always one way. His one way love to us, for us, picks us up. His one-way love was nailed to the tree. The Bible over and over says that by faith, anyone who believes will be saved. Jesus died for all. We are to be praying for all. So that they may know of Jesus and His love and by faith believe in Him and be saved. Now, look behind me, look up at that cross and I want you to see that that's for you. That's for the person that you are totally ticked off at right now. That's for everyone in this building, that's for everyone in this community, that's for everyone, just as, as much as it is for you. It does not cost you or them anything because it costs Him everything. It simply and yet powerfully exclaims, because of Jesus, whoever believes is not condemned. 
Friends, all around us in our community, people need to know. They need to hear. They need to be prayed for so that the Holy Spirit may do His work upon their hearts. You see, not only do you have the opportunity to join us in prayer this week in the 30-day prayer booklet for our community, but moving forward, you're going to have the chance to continually be in prayer for our community. Beginning in October, once a month, we will be holding a Pray Local night where we will be able to come together throughout that month and we will be a lighthouse of prayer for the River Falls community. Like Moses, we will pray for God's people. We will give thanks for the community. We will ask God to bless His people. We will pray for favor and resources continually being made available for those who need them. We will pray that God binds the enemy. We will ask for spiritual growth. Like Moses, we will pray for God's people in our neighborhoods. Later on this week, you will be invited to join in praying for your neighbors through a website, through an app called Bless Every Home. And what this is, is this is an, an opportunity for you to get the chance of the neighbors around you and to pray for them by name. And much like the 30-day of prayer book, each day of prayer is given to you. A simple prayer to pray for five neighbors at a time. Why? Why all this? Well, don't we want them to know what we know? Don't we want everyone in this community to know that by faith in Jesus, they are saved? We should. If we don't, we really, really should. So as we close our time together, we're going to pray that God works on our hearts to be moved to pray and to share His love with those in our community by faith in who He is. Now, if you're not from River Falls, you can take this back to your communities um, as well. You see, we're going to pray into this so that they too then are moved to look upon that same cross that you're looking at and see that by faith in Him, in Christ, and in Him alone, they too are saved. I invite you to stand and pray with me. Lord of life, thank you for sending your Son into the world to save me. And give me eternal life with you. Forgive me for the times I have failed to share this truth and have kept this good news to myself. Thank you for the mercy and grace you have extended to me and all people. Remind me that your kingdom is for every single person. As I reach out to the community, keep your gospel message ever before me 
so that all people may know your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.